I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final Reflections episode of season one. I can't believe we've gone through an entire season. And I, of course, am here with my partner in crime, Frankie. Frankie, what up, girl? We did it. Our first season. Can you believe it? It's exciting. It is exciting because you had this idea. We are sitting around the table. And I believe Tom, Pino, John Frank, and Brandy Sidorik, and you and me. And you brought this idea up. And that it kind of... Our collaboration came from that, you know, wine-induced <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be another night of me talking about my idea. Um, <laughs> then we just took it to Little the did I know that uh, you had a history of doing podcasts. And yeah. uh, here we are, you know, uh, a season a later, season. almost a year later. And uh, it's yeah, crazy. it's been incredible. I feel like we've gotten to interview some really cool people, oh, some of no. our personal heroes. I have yeah. learned a ton i have two in editing and going through these podcasts it's <laughs> yeah. like all this advice is infused into my brain now so yeah um, you are definitely yeah. like the podcast queen now yeah you're I'm, on it i know everything what do you what advice do you need i know it because yep. everyone's told me everything this well you year. know what they say there's nothing like learning by doing right right you know like you just get thrown in the deep end and you you, you swim or you sink right it's true. I feel like I'm swimming stronger. Just all this advice that we've gotten from people and the encouragement and, you know, despite the name of the podcast being Everybody Sucks, it, it ends up having a very positive, inspirational tone. And, Absolutely. And so I feel like it's kind of been giving me a little life. So yeah. That's good. That's great, man. I, I hope that I hope that our listeners feel that same thing, too. You know, I think we should, before we jump down into the rabbit hole of some of our favorite highlight moments, I did want to bring up an interesting bit of news. So if you remember in the, our last Reflections episode, I was talking about Spotify was considering rearranging the sort of payout formula. And it was like, uh, at the time, what I read was it was going to be like a minimum number of streams, like a minimum ratio or a minimum quota to get paid out. Well, since then, our guy, David Israelite, has clarified that it isn't, that's not related to the songwriters. It's actually about the copyright owners, so the master's owners. So this Spotify formula, if it does go through, will be a minimum stream ratio or quota 
only related to those who own the copyrights or those who own the masters, which makes a lot more sense yes. if you think that they're targeting like ambient noise and things like that. Like that makes a lot more sense to me. Right. And that regardless of the, the amount of plays or streams, regardless of whether they're they're getting, they're meeting that tier as an artist, the songwriter is still owed their streaming royalties. That's right. Exactly. For those streams. Yeah. And that, and that, that actually, and th- this is why I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to clarify it so that it, you know, to, to update it because that makes way more sense because that no songwriter should never, no songwriter should not be paid for a, for an intellectual property that is on Spotify, even if it just gets one stream as, and then we know as, as little as that stream will pay, every songwriter deserves compensation for anything that is put on a platform that earns money. Uh, but I understand here now with this master's ownership element, that makes a little more sense to me about like, hey, if these ambient noise things are getting only 10,000, well, you know, whatever. But it's an interesting, I mean, Spotify hasn't passed it yet, so we'll see. But I wanted to clarify that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what yeah, that Yeah, we'll see what happens. Entails. We'll update listeners in season two when we get there. But it's time to look back on season one. And I want to kick off, I want to kick off our season in review. Season in review. In review. Like, you know, graphic right like something there um beep, boop, beep. Uh, beep, boop, beep, boop. uh yeah yeah totally yeah gown 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 season in review <laughs> that's actually pretty funny um all right i want to i want to start it off though by with the last episode which is uh which is Derek rattan because as i said on the show um and i've said this before to other people like Derek's a mentor of mine and to get him on the show and get to listen to his life story and get so much goal that it became a two-parter is something that was a real special that was that was a real highlight that was a great way to cap the season off for me personally because i love derek he's always been so generous with his time and it was really great to uh talk to him about it so that was that was a that was my first favorite highlight of the of the season what about you what's the first thing that kind of pops in your head when we're thinking season and review oh okay my first highlight would be uh in Michael August emails everyone's episode, I thoroughly enjoyed his mm-hmm. story of how he decided to blog and email a different industry exec or or anyone within the industry. Yeah, really. Every anyone. day of the year, and I know just goes to show, you know, he did that for an entire year, uh, and then you know, with a goal of ha- getting a publishing deal, didn't get the deal, and then. Decided to do it again another year in I know, day, man. what two hundred and ninety six or something. It just goes to show the amount of hands you have to shake and groundwork you really have to do. And and I really appreciate it having having at least a tangible number to you know shoot for. It's different for everyone, and it would totally vary. But the fact that you know he was able to dedicate that much time is really inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. It was super inspiring. I was really inspired when we're talking about inspiration. I was really inspired by well, kind of a combination highlight. Both um, Audi and Jimmy. I, I was because you know Crystal Audi. She her she talked so honestly about her and Jimmy's breakup as sons of daughters. And then Jimmy talked about it too. And it was really inspiring to see them tell that story both from their own angles and really also like come, it felt like they came to a peace with it. They were at peace mm-hmm. with the, the the thing. And I felt that was really inspiring. It just showed like, look, cause like, like Crystal said, and, and Jimmy said this too, you know, it's like a marriage, like you're kind of married to your duo partner and Breakups aren't easy, period. And breaking up in music is is 
hard too. you know, hard, hard, sometimes harder than relationships. And, and yet there they were very, very kind of open and honest about it. And I really appreciate that. And, and knowing them from, from back in Canada and stuff like that, it was just, I thought that was a really, uh, it was inspiring because it was like positive. It was like a nice sort of positive conclusion to that. Yeah, it really was. And I think for anyone who's, you know, been in band breakups or, yep. you know, is going through one of those, it, it is, um, it's the same as an actual breakup. And I will just do a quick add on to that, that I also loved Jimmy's talk about getting sober. I thought that was a really, really interesting discussion. Um, and I, I highly encourage anybody listening who is feeling maybe that they're struggling with alcohol or any sort of addiction, I want to really encourage them to go back and listen to Jimmy talk about it because I think he laid out a really clear and, 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 and you know, helpful and positive message about that process and why he did it. Yeah. I, I say to myself all the time what he said in that episode, which was, um, uh, it's it's like firing on two cylinders. Yes, that's right. Um, yes, and then and then all of a sudden you can fire on six. Yeah, and you realize, oh wow, like I, I I'm really operating a lot better this way. So was um, there anyone was there anyone that you interviewed that like you felt was like helping you operate better? Ooh, uh- many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, well, I would say that my, that... Personally, for me, the Callie J interview yeah. um, was definitely inspirational in the way that I operate. And I also work in in sync and TV and film as well. And um, I really appreciated her story and her versatility as a writer and her um, initiative to pitch yeah. her stuff. Yeah, totally. And to just kind of, as an independent artist, to be able to find that much success with pitching um, is is really cool because yeah. I think a lot of people kind of sit around and wait for somebody else to come along and do it for them. Yeah. And not only was she, did she do it for herself, but she was pitching, you know, for other artists and writers. So I yeah. found that really inspiring. And the fact that, you know, she could go from playing the dulcimer, the dulcimer <laughs> to a sassy girl. I lo- I, I, the whole dulcimer conversation was fantastic. It's quite impressive to me. Quite so, so yeah. impressive, yeah. You can go from being a dulcimer playing country girl to the leading sync bratty rap girl. Yeah, <laughs> in LA. There you go. You I mean, that's you pretty too inspiring. Can be that versatile. You too. Any anyone can do it. No, <laughs> I don't know if anyone can do it, but it's sure it's sure inspiring nonetheless. You know, uh, it's funny when I think back on like a lot of the stories that were told. Like I was laughing at the dulcimer story because it was so cute and interesting. What a way to start it off. But one of the stories that stood out uh, for me was when Marty Dodson talked about how he got that Kenny cut and how it went through George Strait to Kenny. That's one of those moments that you're like, what the, what kind of world do we live in? You know, you you must be just thinking to yourself, like, what is going on here? You know, you, you get a George cut, but it never gets released. And George plays it for Kenny and Kenny's like, heck, I want it. 
you know, one of my other favorite moments this season was with Troy Sampson. And yeah, yeah you and Troy vibed. I you vibe and Troy with vibed. Troy. Mad Lucky is mad fun. And yeah. I really enjoyed his journey as a producer. Just, you know, as a producer, you kind of sometimes can just get thrown to the wolves and end up yep. in situations where it's like, I've got to learn how to do this now because it's what needs to be done. And I loved his can-do attitude with that and and how he his kind of yes-man attitude took him oh, to yeah. so many different places. Took him to Germany. Yeah. And so I, I really enjoyed hearing his story. And uh, and then from that to doing A&R, you know, he really did just kind of let the industry take him where it, yeah. it was going to. He was like riding that, that wave. Yeah, he was anywhere. Wave, he was like, oh, he was like, all right, let's go. Wherever it takes me, I'll figure it out. Let's go. He's clearly very calm and composed. So he's he clearly has kind of that personality that is what is suited to like, oh yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. I, I can't remember the producer that he had said was kind of acting a little bit as a mentor at some point, but you looked at him and he was like, you have no idea what you're doing, right? Oh, that was and John Webster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. John Webster had, had been <laughs> helping out in the studio and, and looked at Troy and said, you have no idea what you're doing, yeah. right? And Troy what was like, Troy, I, Troy I don't know, it. you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Troy said show, he was like close to tears. Yeah. He was like, show me. I don't know. <laughs> but this like the my... fact that he would be able to get a, a, a really solid mentor out of that. Is is awesome. This is my Troy Sampson impression. Yeah. Well, you, thank you, Frankie. Thank you for asking that question. It's <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun time. And I I was just in the studio and I said yes. Soft spoken and strong hearted. <laughs> yeah, just super super chill. <laughs> oh man. And speaking of uh, connections, uh, my I connected. And I, well, we this is like this is like of course we connected. But I I really loved Brandy's episode. Um, Brandy Sidorik from Nice Horse. You know, she's a friend of ours, so we all have a connection anyways, but um, I really loved what she was talking about with her honesty about the industry not loving her. I think that a lot of us feel day in and day out, some days the industry loves us, and then some days it doesn't, and that is such... It is the most like universal fucking thing, I think, for all of us, right? Like, you're just like... Some days you're like, man, the industry wants me to succeed, and, and other days you're like... I think the industry wants me to quit. And it's like, oh my God, riding that roller coaster can be so tough. It can. And, and she posted after oh, yeah, her right, episode yeah. that people had been reaching out to her. Like, I didn't realize that you had struggled, you know, so much with this. And and she kind of posted a video responding and saying it, 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 it that's the way it is. And it's still hard, you know? And you know what, too, Frankie, I think we should just to pat ourselves on the back too. The only reason I say this is because that's the point of the podcast. That is the point. Like it is. we want to talk about those moments and we want people to share those moments in a safe, supportive way. Like I, I we've had this happen where people come on, they're like, everybody sucks. Does this mean like you're going to, you're going to shit on something? It's like, no, no, no. It's like this metaphor for we all suck at some point and we overcome things and then we get better and stronger and, and more successful as a result of it. And Brandy's story and the fact that people reached out to her saying, oh my God, I didn't know. I mean, that's what, that's what we want to do here. Yes. You know? There's a thing in the music industry where a lot of the stories we tell about artists paint things in a very positive or appealing light. And yeah. a lot of times because of that, we can gloss over some of the dirty details yeah. of the actual work that we do. Yeah. And um, that was something that, you know, I love listening to artists and songwriters and, and producers' stories 
Um, but I really love listening to the struggles because yeah. I feel like it can give me and hopefully other people inspiration to hear that they're not alone in that. Yeah. Everybody sucks. So let's talk about it. You yeah. know, we, we don't need to only talk about the good side of things. We can also be open yep. and share the struggles and the sucky side of our journey as well. And it was funny because the other day we were talking about this with a guest uh, teen up for season two, but we were saying that like it makes the success all that much sweeter because we spent time talking about a struggle and a hill and a mountain they had to climb. And that is the point of it. That's like, that's what makes this, that's what I love this journey that we're on. And I love talking to people. Every time we finish an interview, I'm like, wow, like, it's just like, holy moly, we just went on a roller coaster ride. And, and I just really hope that people out there are taking inspiration from this, from, from Brandy, from, from anyone we, we bring on and, and knowing that like, Hey, it's not like there's a long road to success. And like you said, I think too many times we like to go, and skip over that because, and you know, in the, in the industry too, and I get it, like, you know, you know, people, not everyone wants to air their dirty laundry or, or like air their troubles or whatever. Like I get that, but man, it helps people to do that. It does. It does. And, and the more people want to share about the struggles they overcame, the more they're actually not number, number one, the more it's healthy for people. Cause just talking about stuff is healthy, but number two, they're helping so many other people just so that other people are like, Oh, I'm not alone in that. Or I went through that exact same thing or something close to that. Right. And you know what, considering the journey we're on, it makes me super excited for next season, season two, which yes. will be coming in a couple months, several months. We're going to take a, a little break here for Christmas. And we got a whole bunch of amazing guests lined up. But we also, you know, we're open to uh, we're open to suggestions, are we not, Frankie? We are. If you have any ideas of guests that we should potentially interview in our next season, let us know. You can reach out to us on our Instagram, the Everybody Sucks Podcast. Yep. Just shoot us a message. Let us know if there's anybody you think that we should have on. And and you know, one of the things we haven't said on here too is that we love to hear from people. So fire us a what up, even if you just say what up. We'll write back. <laughs> we'll, know. we'll write back. What up? And we'll, we'll what up you right back. That it could be just as basic as that. Yep. Don't be a stranger while we're gone because we'll be back in a few months. Yeah. With a start of a, a heck of a brand new season, we're both looking forward to it. It's going to be very exciting. Well, I hope for all you listeners out there, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a happy holidays and a wonderful new year. And for everybody here at Everybody Sucks, I'm David Boris. And I'm Frankie C. And remember... Everybody, Everybody sucks. sucks. That's cute. That's good.